Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. What is up, everybody? Standing Brothers Show, episode number 83. I know that you are all itching to get some more Standing Brothers Show action. And, folks, we are back. Back at it with a vengeance, everybody. How are you folks doing? I hope you guys are doing very, very well. hope you guys are having a wonderful week, like myself is. And I hope that um, this is a nice... Um, capstone to your week and um, going on to the weekend because we so excited, Joe. Mm, stop it. Stop it. No, we're not. We, we are not going there. Uh, you made it, me listen. Was, no, 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 look, no, no. So there's a, there's, a, there's a running meme that I've started in the fact that um, Rebecca Black's Friday turns 10 years old this year. So if you want to feel old, just know that song is now 10 years old um, in September. And I played it before we recorded and now. I get that song stuck in Joe's head now. I hate you. We so excited, I hate, Joe. I hate you. <laughs> Folks, I hope you're ready for uh, a jam-packed... That. I hate that song. <laughs> jam-packed show. We got four for you guys today. Um, you can shoot us an email, thestandingbrothershow at gmail.com. Twitter, uh, links in the description below. Um, of course, as well as my Substack, which I wrote another article um, about... Um, Things. About hacking, about how to unhack the culture and how we have gotten to this point, um, in reference to the vaccine and masks, and um, Patreon stuff. You want to help support the show and you want to help um, buy a T-shirt um, to outrun status and uh, weirdos on Twitter. You can also do that as well. Weirdos, um, yeah, weirdos, dude. That's what I refer to 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 just idiots on Twitter, just weirdos, because they are. They're they're just they're just idiots and weirdos and Not wrong. and they should be treated as such. Um, there there's no um, debating these people. I got into a I got into a dispute with someone um, who was that there was a there was a post there's a there's a famous photo winger on Twitter right now where it's this child and he's um, being forced to stand stand six feet apart from his other students out out outside. It's like this you know you know like six or seven year old boy. And he's wearing a mask, and you can clearly see like the disdain and the anger and the amount of just how how uncomfortable this poor boy is. And the teacher's smiling at him, all happy behind the mask, and there's a police officer who's standing there, all happy. And this kid is just visibly disturbed um, from his situation. You can just tell in his body language and his face, and um, you know the the people who have their heads screwed on correctly were saying how this was child abuse and how this needs to stop. Um, and, you know, basically screw these people that are forcing children to do this. I follow that same sentiment as well. But um, this one um, weirdo commented and said, you know, God forbid we teach these kids to follow, um, to follow, you know, the rules and to follow a law. And um, I'm always reminded of the Michael Malice quote, um, the moment that you start talking about what I can and can't do as far as if I can or can't see my, um, family, or if you're talking about um, the forcing of um, the forcible masking of children and isolation of children because of this virus, um, so we're done having a conversation. This is war at this point. Um, if you're talking about forcing um, children who have no risk at all of um, of this virus to to um, to to mask, uh, that's the, we're no we're no longer having a conversation at that point. This is war. You are you are deliberately um, entering yourself into um, the family unit and into that child's life, and you have no right to do so. I uh, I watched these two videos of these kids. I think they were like ten and twelve or something, and they went before the school board, uh, and they gave very very eloquent speeches for their age, and they say it just at least make it voluntary. Because they pointed out so many times where the teachers and other faculty at school are, have been so hypocritical, yet, but yet they're the ones enforcing. And they say, the kid's like, we hate it. I'm getting headaches. I have a hard time paying attention. You've taken away recess. You know, just, we're done with this. We're kids. We're done with this. Kids need to be, you know, doing fun things, doing kid things. And, of course, the, 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 the wise overlords who sit on these school boards, these evil, evil people... Uh, we're like, eh, well, that's very nice to hear from you, but we know better. No, you don't. No, these kids are telling you 
that it is affecting them in a negative way. Uh, and furthermore, this is just better. This is more evidence why you, people should homeschool their kids. Yeah. Like uh, like last week, I we, I talked about that lady that screamed at that other student. Student was vaccinated. They're like, "You're putting me at risk for not wearing a mask, and you're a jerk." I'm like, "Wow." I saw a, a video today of a school bus driver slapped a kid because she wasn't wearing a mask. Slapped a kid. That's the science now. Slap the kid's not wearing a mask. Slap him. Um, uh, now, rightfully so, the uh, the school bus driver uh, was arrested for child abuse. Well, he he made assault. He made bail, but this uh, I think he should face a firing squad. Uh, to be quite honest, and you anyone, put your hands on a child like that. Yeah, and uh, you know I couldn't I could not imagine being that girl's father, wanting to just absolutely uh, decapitate that man because uh, you don't do that. And over a mask, that's no. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing I wrote about in my in my article. Science. Is that science? We have we have lost the. This is never. It never has been about science. It's it's been it's been purely about division, um, and political any, posturing. And anybody who anybody who wants to say um, this is all about science, this is all about safety, um, safety. Um, the mask, not to be uh, not not you know, pun intended, but the mask has slipped on this. Oh. Um, this never was about science. This never was. This was about. Um, giving people a, a, a superhero and a cape. I'm um, giving them a cape and a mask, and, and to make them feel like they are saving the world because they, um, because they, because they put a, a piece of cloth over their face, um, that all of a sudden they are they're superheroes. Um, and this, um, did you you completely lost the argument at, at the point whenever you start um, mandating how other people live their lives. Um, and I know there was another thing. Um, that Mal has talked about on Ruben, but yeah, you've completely lost it. It's over. Um, so yes, I will refer to these idiots as, as weirdos um, on Twitter, and I have um, I have no interest in reaching these people or saving these people. Um, there is a point whenever you have to just be like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, there's no point in saving you. You are going to forever be in your ignorance, and the best thing to do is to um, quietly embarrass you and and leave. Uh, I, that's why that's why I, I don't get into long threaded um, conversations. Um, this 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 guy said, you know, well, my grandmother passed away, and um, now I don't know if that's actually true or not. A lot of these weirdos like to um, make up stories, and you know, he threw out there that was five hundred something thousand people passed away from this virus, which I do not believe um, at all. I believe the number is extremely inflated, um, but doesn't that doesn't negate the fact that you can commit tyranny against the against the, against the American people? Um, no amount of death and no amount of um, personal tragedy um, lets you tell the people how to live their lives. And the moment that you start doing that, you're the enemy of liberty. Right. Um, and, and I have I have no. This is no longer a conversation. Once you start doing that. Once you start saying that, hey, your child has to wear a mask because my grandmother, who I've never, who you never met before, passed away. Therefore, you have to enact um, this sort of um, social structure on you and these demands and these restrictions on you in your life. Um, that's no longer conversation. Yeah. At, at that point, it is it is war. There was uh, a time when they were talking about how people in the third world, uh, there was a risk of over 100 million people being at risk of starvation because of lockdowns and restrictions. And at my point is, we're still having this conversation. No, you're yeah. not going to put over 100 million people at the risk of starvation uh, because must safety. No, we're not having this conversation anymore. Yeah. And furthermore, there were uh, doctors and scientists who were saying the people that are missing out on cancer screenings and things like that, you're going to have more COVID deaths as, as a result of that. So there, there are always consequences. You can't just decide that, you know, the COVID trumps everything else. Well, okay, okay, that's fine, but then all of you people who support this, you have to take responsibility for all the people that are going to die now because of they didn't go for cancer screenings or people that are being put to starvation. That's your responsibility now. You take the L on that one, you know? Put the clown nose on, you lost. Yeah, um, that's what I got to say about things on Twitter. So, I have three three major things I kind of want to kind of want to talk about. And um the, the three biggest stories that I wanted to uh, talk about and mention, 
Um, the first one is the most uh, recent one, and that, of course, is the fact that uh, the House passed a $1.9 billion, billion in capital security <coughs> funding. Don't you think we should ask for a little more? <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, I mean, a billion dollars is is not that much money anymore. <laughs> VirtueCon alone <laughs> makes six billion. But no, essentially two billion dollars to beef up security um, for the Capitol building after the the insurrection, Joe. The great, the great, the great insurrection. Ooh, can't let it go. The great insurrection. Um, that the great unarmed insurrection that was dispersed within. Um, a few, matter of hours. A matter of hours. And yeah. the Senate and the House met the day of this insane, yeah. great insurrection. Sto the Capitol was stored by grandmas and, and Q shaman. The Q shaman, um, grandmas, and people taking selfies. And they're and propping their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Do you know that there are – so there's many people who, who you know – an hour after they actually broke the doors down and actually got inside, people were just, like, walking in. Just like, oh, hey, people are going in. I'll, I'll go in, too. Like, what's the big deal? It was, you know, an hour later. Like, okay. It's a revolution. We're starting No, no, it wasn't even that. It was just bystanders who happened to walk by the Capitol, see that there was people going in and out. And, like, okay, I'll go in out, too. They're going after and they're, and they're arresting them. Yeah. So, I mean, if you actually want to be consistent and you actually want to say, okay, let's go after the people that actually, you know, did this maybe the ones that who actually had property damage even though i'm not um you you are never going to see me shed a tear for any one of these people um in, in these buildings because of the atrocities that they commit and i'm gonna get into that later on um but so the vote passed by a one vote margin and all the republicans of course voted no for this and the six democrats which was the squad were split on present and on um no votes for this um it's funny that the the, the the squad of these progressives who are supposed to be anti-police, supposed to be defunding the police, um, didn't show out in um, force and strike this thing down. Um, as I agree, this thing should have been struck down. Um, I don't agree with it. The, the, the GOP on this voted just party line just because, oh, this is a Democratic bill, so we're just going to vote now because, you know, that's how, we, that's how we do things nowadays. At least the squad, at least the progressives. Um, stuck to their principles, which I give them credit for in this, and I would have voted no on this as well. So, if I was in that position, I would have voted with the, not in the party line vote, which is just stupid from the Republicans, but in the progressive vote, because I agree with them on getting rid of a lot of this um, status police. But it is funny. It is funny that, and I always go back to, I've had many conversations about what happened on January 6th, the Great Insurrection. And, of course, I'm using, like, you know, big hands in the air, the quotations, um, the Great Insurrection. It is funny that over the last summer in 2020, all of the looting, all of the rioting, however you feel about it, I, I, I could go on to that for days, however you feel about it, um, there is an undeniable fact that there were actors and there were people affected who had nothing to do with the murders and with the police brutality of the circumstances that caused those riots. There were many people who were completely uninvolved, who lost everything, whether it was a business burned down, or they were looted, or they were um, assaulted. Undeniable fact. Doesn't matter how you feel about the riots and the looting, whether you felt it was justified. The fact is, is that there were many people who were completely who were completely uninvolved in that situation and lost everything as a result and of course you had the lockdowns which you know completely devastated an entire um sector of the economy um and the whole country forever changed small business in this nation forever you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna notice a um that there is gonna be a blip in the small business world um, whenever this, when the, when all the books are written, you're just going to be in a, a an immediate definition point where you can look at um, 2020 and see the 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 sheer devastation that was caused from these lockdowns, um, which the lockdowns, um, in my opinion, is an act of war against um, peaceful people. Um, you know, if we were back in 1775, um, you know, if England. 
uh, told Washington and, and the, the merchants and shopkeepers to close down because of a virus, they would have gone, nah, we're going to go kill some cops. We're going to go uh, cause the insurrection. <laughs> hmm. um, George and the boys wouldn't have um, just been like, well, we got to do the right thing. We got to follow the rules, Jacob, because, you know, they have the mandate of the people and they have the proper channels of authority. So we have to respect them and close our business down, even though we could lose everything. It's that whole social contract it's that you so- never signed. We signed the social contract with England. So, of course, we got to close down. Uh, no, they would have immediately taken their their um weaponry and all the people to the um to wherever wherever the centralized power was in the american colonies and they would have um made their voices heard um verbally and um through the sound of, of gunfire and how can i say this because they actually did it yeah <laughs> um um england said turn the guns they went nah and they went and killed a bunch of redcoats for it so yeah, at least uh, at least the uh, founding fathers, as, as flawed as some of them were, had had the stones and actually believe what they um, believe what they um, practiced uh, what they believed. But you have all of that, the devastation of the lockdowns, the rioting, the looting. Um, it is funny that when all of that happened, the messaging from these people in Washington was, "You care about property." more than this cause whether it was the virus you care about your economy your business your possessions more than people's lives because of this virus so staying open and 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 um and engaging in commerce is being selfish oh you're being selfish you you want to you want to stay open and sell goods or service and provide that to people and provide for your family oh man that's that's being selfish you people could die Oh, your sports bar got burned to the ground, or you're a small business owner and you own a couple of Wendy's, and they got burned to the ground. Oh well, you must you must be on the side of Derek Chauvin then, if you're complaining about it. You should be okay with your with your business being shut down. Oh, you own a Foot Locker and it's just got looted and you lost everything and you've already you know you just you are barely making it by with these lockdowns and you just got everything looted. Oh wow, do you hate George Floyd now? Are you are you on the side of the police, Jacob? Man, you how selfish of you. That was the argument that was used by all of these idiots on the left and it's primarily on the left and a lot of these a lot of people who are the weirdos in in, in the BLM movements um, that was their argument. Fast forward to January 6th, you have some Trump supporters who decide that they're going to see how far they can push that line on the Capitol building, and they eventually break inside, break some windows, steal some stuff, steal a some podium, podium, steal a, a podium, laptop. some laptops, some papers, break some windows, break some locks. Unfortunately, there was a, a young woman that was shot and killed there. Um, the rest of them died of um, heart attacks and strokes. And um, as we came out to see through great journalists like Glenn Greenwald and other people that, uh, the officer was not beaten to death with the fire extinguisher. Um, he died of other means. The New York Times, I believe, had to retract that. New York Times had to um, correct themselves. So, what was the reaction to that? Well, how dare you? This is an insurrection. This is Donald Trump trying to overthrow a Democratic election. This is this is the most horrible thing that has happened to democracy since forever. It's 9/11. This is this is the Over next. Again. This is our generation's 9/11. This is our generation's Pearl Harbor. Yes, because however you feel about 9/11, whether you whether you are a conspiracy theorist or you believe the narrative, are you a truther? That there were still thousands of people that passed away that day. Same thing with Pearl Harbor. Whether you believe in the conspiracy theories about Pearl Harbor or the narrative, hundreds of people died that day. Innocent lives died that day on both accounts. So we're going to compare. I know I've been over this many times, but we're going to compare two undeniable tragedies, whether they're, they're tragedies in both regards, whether they were a conspiracy or they were the actual narrative. They're both tragedies. Thousands of people's lost their, lost their lives during those days, during those events. But this, Joe, this is the worst thing ever. We have to have a, a, um, 
a um a for a foreign policy a like initiative that we that we've seen um like like what happened after 9/11 the war on terror we need that here in America to hunt down these insurrectionists the folks who dared to kick their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and then walked out without hurting a soul the great unarmed insurrection where they found no weapons right Magical. a nation a nation of you know, 500 million guns, and none of them showed up at the White House, and none of them showed up at the Capitol building. Oh, but Jacob, they there's no guns allowed in D.C., so they didn't bring them. Yeah, because if they were actually going to hurt people and take hostages and shoot congressmen and, and women and senators, it's not like they were worried about gun laws at that point. If they were going to go and actually cause an insurrection, I don't think they were concerned so much about DC's gun laws because they were going to cause an actual insurrection. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not buying that one, my friends. And you can buy guns not that far away from DC. You can buy them in Virginia. You can buy them in other states as well. Pennsylvania, you can buy guns there. So I'm not buying that one. The fact is, is that you had to clutch your pearls at, at January 6th. And if you didn't, you're on the side of insurrection. You hate democracy. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I, yeah, I, I hate democracy. Um, was this insurrection? No. And I, I've said that many of times. This never was an insurrection. This was, this was an angry mob that got out of, out of control, broke some windows, broke some locks, stole a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of crap. That will be replaced on taxpayer dimes. Uh, buildings that will be replaced within a week. Windows will be replaced. Door locks will be fixed within a, within a matter of weeks. Now we gotta... And then you had the National Guard just sit in for weeks and weeks and weeks as a show of force and say, hey, you citizens, you better get in line. The, the fence they built around the perimeter of the Capitol... DC got caught with their pants down on this one, and they were embarrassed. That's what it really was. They were embarrassed. They showed the world just how easy it was to actually do something like this. That's really what this was about, and they didn't like that. So, summer 2020. Shut up and shut up and get with the narrative. Stop being selfish about your private what are you, property. A what are you, a racist? What do you want people to die or something? Shut up about your burned property and your stolen goods. It's for the greater good, don't you know? January January 6, 2021. How dare you kick my feet up on my desk? How dare you break down the halls of the sacred democracy? How dare you? No, you can't do that. They spit in your face whenever your store got looted, and whenever their place got looted, you had to care. You had to clutch your pearls. They cried. There was a congresswoman I saw on uh, on Twitter who posted a photo of the broken window at her um <laughs> at her um her, at her office at the Capitol building, and um she said I was scared of my life. I feared when I make it home tonight. Never mind. This is the same woman who probably voted for you know, young women to go overseas and, and um, um, be, be killed, um, forever mangled um, physically or mentally um, to stroke their own ego. So I, I, don't, I don't care. Spare me your tears. This is the same woman who probably voted to tax the American people at gunpoint to make herself seem virtuous to all, all of her constituents into America. Uh, I spare me your tears. I don't care. It is funny that you had all these Congress people who were so afraid and so terrified um, that some Trump supporters broke into their their sacred halls. Um, they had no problem authorizing um, or championing on the the drone striking and the genocide that's currently going on in the Middle East. And they have no issue with that. No issue. No issue with with with, with millions dead. Uh, at the hands of um, the last three um, last three presidential administrations, they they don't care about that. But you come and break down my door? Oh no, that's crossed the line. So spare me your tears. And I do find it funny that she said a broken window. Um, isn't there a funny Paul Krugman thing about that about broken window policy? It's actually a good thing for America. Yeah, it spurs economic growth. I mean, think, according to them, I think that the insurrection was a great thing for America because you know what? It provided jobs. That's right. 
Just like how 9-11 was a great thing for America, right? Yeah, provided jobs. Provided jobs. So they should be champion. They should like, hey, you know what? According to Paul Krugman, the Nobel Prize New York Times economist, they should do an insurrection every single week. Just come and break some windows, break some doors. We got we to gotta pay someone to fix it. So it, it'll just create economic incentive. And just, it'll, it'll just, that's how we do things. If we just build a big tower and then blow it up every single day <laughs> and rebuild it, man. That's why hurricanes are so great. Hurricanes, tornadoes, that they're, they're just, is they're how fantastic. you get, look, build back better. Look, it's build back better, tear it down, and then build back better. It's a big circle. Yeah. I, 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 I look, look. Sign me up, Joe Biden. Now, I will be the greatest Keynesianist economics for you. Um, but I do just – you find it funny that two, $2 billion and as many people out there, many small businesses who saw not even a, a nickel, not even a dime of counterfeit monopoly money um, sent their way. You find that funny? I do find it hilarious, and I do find it even more hilarious for the 35 Republicans that voted for this atrocity. Um, it's $1.9 billion that's going to be spent on things that are largely unnecessary or they should have already had. I mean, if they're, if they're, if they're serious about that, this is our sacred symbol democracy and the way they've used these terms and these words describing the Capitol, it's like, it's the Vatican. They pretend that the Capitol building is the Vatican. This is where we do all our religious ceremonies Call you know it's where we craft legislation or read the Bible as it were uh, when they're talking about the Constitution and things like that. It's really weird stuff and how they describe this. But the fact that that they're building like they had that wall around the Capitol and they're putting more police in front of it, more security, that further separates the people from the state, which is what they want because they want the line between the two to be you know so you know crowded and divided and so. Uh, so diluted that people really they, they people have no contact with with the representatives, which is fine because that just proves yet again on how unreasonable and how stupid this whole thing is. And it's not really about democracy; it never was. It's all about hey, this is my sacred place where this is where I do my business, and you know you just happen to pay for it. My favorite thing about this was is that they said, oh well, it's just property. You have insurance; it can be replaced. When, when they're talking about the riots and things like that. The way that the left and some, t and some people on the right view property is so disgusting because property represents time and it represents wealth. It represents everything that mankind has built to this point. And to just disregard it as just as another thing like a bottle of, of whatever um, disregards humanity itself, disregards progress itself. Now, it's different with a government building like the Capitol, because all of that is uh, produced and all that came to be off the backs of wealth, or I'm sorry, off the backs of um, taxes. Stolen money. So everything the government does is by stolen money. It did not create anything of value versus the private sector, which creates something of value. It took savings. It took work. It took labor. It took time to create these things. Whereas the government just throws that all out the window and just says, oh, we'll just tax it and we'll build these things. So there's a huge difference between the two. So to, for me, I wish they would just put tape over the windows and put the, put the trash bag on the window and just leave it as, as is. Don't replace Nancy Pelosi's you know, laptop. Don't clean her desk. Don't pick up the papers. Don't do anything like that. No, no. You now have to live like, like the rest of us. We had to deal with the insurrection and the, the firebombings of major cities over the last summer, and they're still picking up the pieces. And the fact that you have members of Congress uh, cowering in fear is a beautiful thing. The fact that these politicians, for once in their lives, were scared of uh, what, what was going on. How do you think the people felt, how do you think those business owners, the black business owners that had nothing to do with what happened to George Floyd, to see their businesses destroyed, to see their homes destroyed, how do you think they felt? They were probably scared. Now you're scared. Good. Maybe you learn a little perspective. And, again, the way that they use these religious uh, undertones and phrases when they speak to the Capitol is just more evidence that this is all a game, and that this is statism, this is a cult, uh, and it's time people start to see it that way. 
And the, and the Republicans that voted for this bill, uh, you hate your party. You hate your base. And everyone needs to see that now. Everyone needs to see that. Yeah. I, I um, it, it almost is to the point where it, it, it makes me sick to my stomach um, whenever I see stuff like this because um, they're just – it's, I mean, it, it is disgusting. It, it, there's no way to go about it. It's utterly disgusting, and it's detestable. Um, that, you know, I had conversations with with people about this, and I said that um, January sixth did nothing to me as far as like brought up any emotions or maybe distraughtened. Um, I you can go back and listen to that podcast. I, I think it's called "Have Fun Storming the Castle" or something like that. Is the podcast? episode where I talk about my thoughts about it I definitely was not like pro it mainly because um it's a bad idea it's a bad it's a bad idea to to just to to you're asking for trouble and you're asking for con conflict and violence and I I would never um I never advise someone to go into a situation where the chances of them being killed are extremely high um without a good reward possibility for that um Going against a capital, like storming an army base, is probably not a good idea. Um, storming the FBI building, um, would I be for the FBI building being demolished? 100%. The CIA, same thing. But would I, would I advise 10,000 people to go? And probably not. There'll be some dead people on that side. Um, I'm not for, I don't want dead people. On, I, don't want, I don't want dead CIA officers. I don't want dead, um, I, I don't want dead um, c- citizens. Like I said, I don't want dead Capitol police officers. I, I, I don't want. I don't want dead protesters either. Trump supporters. Um, I don't want. I don't want anyone to die. There, there's ways to go about this peacefully, um, but I, it, it just it goes to show that who's goes to show who really controls the narrative in this country. Um, that myself, I got lambast, lambasted for saying that January sixth, nothing for me. I I had no I had no real issue with them. They took the fight to them. Um but I have no issue. I'm also calling out um people who looted a privately owned business or destroyed a privately owned business or assaulted a, a, a citizen um calling them en- enemies of liberty because they are. Um I have no problem calling them aggressors because they are. Um, you go and you take the the fight to the state. You know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna clutch my pearls if a if a congressperson um, feels threatened or feels afraid for a little bit because um, they're the aggressors by their very definition. So I have no issue with that. Um, I I will leave. Glenn Greenwald had some good thoughts about the squad um, basically enabling this because they did not. The squad had the power to to vote this thing down. They didn't, um, and for that he kind of calls them out. Um, in, in a good, good, in a good way. Something else I want to talk about this episode is the fact that the Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell um, said this week that he is going to be publishing a paper over the summer about the chances and in looking into the possibility of the Fed, the Federal Reserve, issuing its own digital currency or its digital tokens, much like a Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, or something like that. So the Fed is now um, is the Fed now woke when it comes to cryptocurrency, Joe? Is, is the Fed now going it's to start? Starting, it's starting to look that way. How do you think? Um, obviously, I have my I have my thoughts on something like this. Um, that you know you could get into a little more of an Orwellian society if everything's digital. Um, there's no way to to I guess um, it would it would eliminate um, or it would try to eliminate any sort of black market or any sort of um, like a gray market, um, if, if everything is done through this uh, digital, and if there was a way that you could track people using some type of other currency or some other method of sending money through, through the internet, um, the the Fed would make it basically a monopoly. Again, this is them just trying to invade the 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 digital crypto digital currency space. Well, yeah, because it's Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Uh, they're cutting in on their action, and they don't like that. They don't like competition. Um, that, that's the the sole reason why 
uh, centralized currencies are a bad idea, why the dollar is a bad idea, is because if you only have one of something, that's a monopoly. But people seem to forget this when we talk about money. They think, oh, well, this is just the way we do it. No, 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 we've never, it's not, it has not always been that way. You had gold and silver. You had other things that were traded as currency, things that were stores of value that you could trade for other things that were stores of value or things that you needed to purchase to build a house or make food. Um, Well, that's what the dollar was. The dollar was essentially a receipt or a note saying, hey, I'm paying you in essentially gold. And at any time, you could take, if you had $10,000 and you went to a Federal Reserve Bank, you could have said, I would... I would like my gold, please. And they yeah. would give you that much gold based on dollars. Right. So you were essentially trading in, in paper gold. Uh, it yes. Was, it, it was a much more efficient way than just carrying around gold coins. Yes, that, that is true. But at the same time, you shouldn't just have one. No, I, I, I do agree with that. Right. 100%. No. Um, and this, this is exactly what this is because um, when they say that they're going to create their own – looks like they want to create their own crypto – and then you had the Treasury saying that any purchases over $10,000 in Bitcoin, you would have to register or you would have to file with the Treasury um, for whatever taxes, tax for taxes or for other reasons. Um, and that and there was another thing about I can't remember what it is now. Um, but yeah, so this is them trying to put a put a lid on on Bitcoin. And of course, Bitcoin dropped like a rock. Uh, they went down to what? 30. It's like 30, it's like 39, 30, no, it's, it's like 30-something thousand. Yeah. It's dropped a bunch. Um, and that's because people are saying, are seeing that maybe this isn't what it's being uh, labeled as. It, it, this is the, you know, the ultimate decentralized uh, store of money or currency, which it may or may not be. I, I'm, I don't know. Um, but if the Fed does come out, if the U.S. government comes out with their own cryptocurrency, you can all but guarantee that they will regulate all of their cryptocurrencies out of existence because they cannot have competition. And then when things go bad, they can always just make more crypto, make more Fed coins because, um, because they know that they can't have a limited amount because you can't, because according to MMT, and Keynesian economics, you have to expand the monetary base to, you know, kind of, you know, facilitate growth and spending. That's how the whole thing works. And cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, just flies in the face of that. The reason why people see it as something that has value is because there is a limited number of Bitcoins. Just like there was a limited amount of gold. That's well, why it has value. Amount of gold. Right. But gold's also, it's also a commodity. So and you know it's not like they're it's not like it's not like the gold market is just um it's not it's not like they're finding um they're finding a steady amount of it is what I'm trying to say is that um there's a, there's there's a steady amount being produced and being consumed so it's a market right yeah and now obviously if they were to come across you know um, a billion metric tons of gold the price of gold might go down a little bit yeah. but the chances of, of that happening are almost zero I know that there's there's speculation that the silver ore is beginning to slowly run out. We're beginning to run out of, out of silver that we can find and mine easily. That, of course, will affect the price of gold. So gold is always – it's always being consumed. It's always being found. So there's a steady supply. It's kind of like oil, right? You're finding oil. You're, you're consuming oil. So the price of it kind of stays, you know, stable. Um, that's why gold has value. doesn't tarnish. It's a, it's a it, you can you can do practical things with it, um, and, it and it's and it's and it's scarce. It's a, it's a scarce resource, so that's why we've been using it as money for th- almost all of civilization ever since we got out of you know bartering and trading, um, you know bartering and trading item for item. You know we've been using gold and silver for that very reason. Scarcity it lasts forever, um, and and that that's why that's, yeah. that's why I I still think that. Um, look, if the Fed ever gave you an example to go and buy gold, this this is it. Yeah, I mean this 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 is this is it right here. There, there's no other reason. Um, and it, it, there's there's also an, another thing that getting rid of all physical um, dollars. So basically, you would have you know and and you'd have your wallet, whether it be through your bank or through your um, PayPal or Venmo or whatever, um, and you would have you know dollars you're having your fed coin or if they eventually moved away from dollars and now it's all just fed coin 
or it's you know Jerome Powell coin or whatever they're going to want to call it. Um, this is, I think, a better way for them also to, as you said, inflate it. They'll be able to inflate this way it's easier. Much easier. Much yeah. easier to inflate. They could just sit there and they could say, oh, well, you know, we're having an economic downturn or whatever, so we can just we can just create more Fed coin. Just give everyone Fed. Just give every everyone Fed coin to their bank account or whatever. Um, and you can connect it that way. Um, you could link it to your credit card. Will they actually do this? I don't. I don't know the logistics of of, of converting an entire yeah. monetary system yeah, over to a be digital. Impossible. Even though we are already, even though we're already mostly digital, um, most transactions now are done through a through, through digital. It's not very very few are done through cash anymore. Um, but it is something I could see them doing to maybe as a replacement for. Um, for um, Bitcoin and for these cryptocurrencies, as what um, what my greatest fear of, of cryptocurrency has always been is that the the SEC is going to come out and they're going to label this as a security. Yeah. Once they do that, um, it'll technically be legal for you to buy and sell it without going through some kind of exchange like a brokerage account, whether that's Robinhood or TD Ameritrade, for example. Um, the only reason why you're allowed to buy and sell stocks and bonds through those brokerages is because they're heavily regulated through the SEC. Well, if I send Joe one Ethereum through through the blockchain network, if I send that to him, and they label that as a security, well, I went through an unregistered system and I sold them an unregistered security. I could be facing multiple years in prison for you know stock fraud or whatever whatever they want to charge me with. Stunk fraud. That's where I think the great fear is, and that's where I think that, especially because of the the volatility of these cryptocurrencies. I've always said, um, I don't. They're not safe havens of assets. They're not. Um, they're not something that I think that you can retire on. I think they're extremely speculative. And I think they're they're essentially gambling. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with speculation. Nothing wrong with gambling. Just just make sure you understand that you know you're not going to be able to put your life savings in this and just let it sit forever. Um, if you're investing in crypto, be prepared to lose half of your money off the bat. That's what I always tell people when they ask me my opinion on it. I always tell them that. Nothing wrong with it, but just be prepared. Um, that's where I think this is going to run into a problem, is that if they label cryptocurrencies as a security, I think it all falls apart, man. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Unless they're able to figure a way to, to track it, because I yeah. mean, blockchain is very... Okay, because if you... Ca- I don't understand how they're going to track things on the blockchain, because that's supposed to be the whole... That's the whole point of it, yeah. is that you can't track it. So if they can find a way to track it, then the whole thing falls apart. Um, that's, that is the, it's not so much Bitcoin itself, it's the technology behind it, it's what's so valuable. So if they can crack the code, if you will, uh, on, the, on the blockchain, then all, all cryptocurrencies fall apart. There's no point to them anymore. Um, but if you listen to all the Bitcoin experts out there, they say that's impossible. That'll never happen. Well... Well, if it does, then if it does, then the game's over. Yeah, and then it's over. Um, I'd be watching this now. Of course, once this paper is released, it'll just—it's nothing set in stone. It's just going to be them um, talking and talking about it. Um, which does bring me to my next thing I wanted to talk about. Speaking of the Fed, um, I believe it was this week we actually got the minutes from the latest Fed meeting. The I think it was the annual Fed meeting. Um, and something else spooked to the markets and, um, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher the quote cause I don't have it in front of me, but what was said at the fed meeting is that, um, many participants have discussed the possibility in upcoming meetings of discussing <laughs> changing our monetary policy and our buyback policy. And that's all it was said. The the idea of raising interest rates. Essentially raising interest rates, stopping um, the buying back of corporate bonds and junk bonds and mini bonds, all those all those sort of things. Basically QE. Talking about ending QE and talking about raising interest rates so where they were. They weren't saying that, hey, let's talk about this in the upcoming meeting or hey, we're going to do this on X day. This was, hey, some people brought this up that maybe we should think about talking about this at a upcoming meeting. And that was it. That's all they said. And that was enough to plunge stocks um, down a lot. 
uh, this week. I know that everything did end up closing um, in the red this week. That certainly did not help. Of course, there's still inflation fears going around in the markets. But um, this was a wake-up call for people who still think that that the Fed can still keep playing this game. If you saw the reaction from that, from the, hey, let's think about possibly talking about this at an unspec- at a, at a unspecified meeting in the future, and this was the reaction, what happens if they actually do? Which, of course, they won't. But let's just, for instance, what happens if they actually do say, hey, we're going to raise interest rates back up to where they should be at, you know, 10, 15%. You know, forget the fact that you'll completely crush the mortgage market and the, and the, and the loan market will be completely destroyed. Um, and massive foreclosures and evictions will be um, caused of that. No, never mind that, of course. But just think about what happened because of that. Folks, buy gold. I, I, it, it, the Fed is basically saying, hey, please go buy gold and silver or crypto or please go buy something that's not the U.S. dollar. That's exactly what they're saying. What do you think about that one, Joe? Think about uh. Um, yeah, I don't disagree, and, um, it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say, that which, which you already haven't, haven't already said, um, but then again, it's the people that are saying, well, if there is inflation, if inflation is not transitory, Jerome Powell has the tools that he needs to fight it. Well, fighting those, those tools to fight inflation is raising interest rates, and we see what happened when they talked about thinking about talking about it. The possibility. The possibility of them talking about it, and everybody freaked out, so... If you couple legit inflation fears with the possibility of interest rising interest rates, everything goes to crap immediately, just like that. Uh, and then the price of gold and silver goes up, and Bitcoin goes up, and then you get the Fed coin. <laughs> so, but it um it it goes to show that they will never because the the very tools that they have to fight the Fed will result in what I just said as far as extreme a popping of the bubble of the housing market for instance you'll pop that new car loans that's gone the overpriced tech stocks and overpriced stock market that's gone all that immediately goes away if the fed fights inflation which of course they're not going to be able to the only thing they can do is they can create more of it which is why now, I can say buy gold and silver. It's not financial advice because it's a commodity. So I can say buy, buy gold and silver, which I'll always advise you do. Last thing I want to talk about was I have something creepy that I wanted to mention. And I kind of go into this in my article. Maybe I'll do a whole article about this. Maybe I would. But we're seeing a a slow down in the vaccination rate here in America. Um, I think we're only at, let me check real quick. I think we're only at like 30%. Um, 30% of the country has been vaccinated. I think something like that. Um, it's not a lot. It's it, it's very um, concerning for people that, okay, here we go. Um, according, to the, according to Google, trust that if, if you will, um, 38% of people have been fully vaccinated. 270, 289, 290, 280 million doses have been given with 127 million people fully vaccinated. Um, we're, but we're, we're starting, starting to see a slowdown. You can look at a chart right here. Um, you can just Google just vaccination rate for the country and you can see that we're starting to see a slowdown of half population has gotten at least, um, has gotten at least one dose of the, of the, the thing. And we're starting to see a slowdown right now. And, of course, we got to get to the magical 90 to 100% for, um, for herd immunity, um, even though we're seeing record low cases and deaths right now. So never mind that and hospitalizations. We're seeing record lows for all of those. So, um, so don't worry about that. Um, just worry about the fact that we're not reaching our vaccination goals. And uh, now there's this, this incentive for, for people to go and get vaccinated. Like, like, you know, murderer, I mean, Governor Andrew Cuomo had this to say. Um, they're, they're, they're giving out what's called a vax in scratch for, vis- for residents who get the vaccine next week. Um, it's a lottery ticket. <laughs> giving 
people a lottery ticket with the first prize being $5 million and other prizes that'll be go down to $20. Chance of winning something is one in nine. Folks, line up. Take the vaccine and get yourself a lottery ticket to win $5 million possibly. I have, This is the one that I found. I found uh, that was the most hilarious out of all of them. And uh, they're giving out cash prizes. All like, I think Ohio's doing it. I think California's doing it as well. Um, folks, if you live in New Jersey and you get the vaccine starting on the 19th, you can enter to win a private dinner. No, at, please. At, <laughs> you can win a private dinner at the governor's mansion with the governor and the first lady of New Jersey. What? The guy that is still holding a mask mandate for fully vaccinated people, even though the CDC um, said that you no longer it's need unnecessary. to. Unnecessary. Don't have to. Um, so Google, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, would you please cancel and shut down Governor Murphy's account because he's disagreeing with the COVID, um, with the CDC. Um, I, my, my channel got a, got, got a, 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 um, strike, a community strike against it for, for posting things that disagree with the CDC. So will you please stay consistent on this issue and take this man's account down? Thank you. Um, I would rather disembowel myself with a cooking spoon um, than go to a dinner with Phil <laughs> Phil Murphy and his wife at the estate. I don't think he's joking. Chris. I can't imagine anything worse than going to the man's home. Who I don't know if you remember or not, but but last year there was a there was a gym in New Jersey that was terrorized by state police. Because they refused to shut down for COVID. They had their windows broken into. They had their door broken for the, for, the, for the great crime of allowing people to come and work out. Right? Because, you know, the virus that affects people that are, that are unhealthy and overweight disproportionately more than people that are healthy. Yeah, we got to go criminalize gyms now. Because that makes a lot of sense. That's following the science. Yeah. That's getting your body and immune system ready for this virus. Like I said from the very beginning of this thing. Getting healthy is not if, good for if you. If you want to fight this thing off the best thing you cha- you can, you probably need to stop drinking alcohol, stop smoking, take your vitamins, balanced diet, good sleep, exercise. you got to get your body fit. you got to get yourself ready to fight this thing off if you end up catching it. I said that back in February 2020. But, man, I, I guess I should take Dr. Fauci's job because now I guess he's saying the same things I was saying 18, 15 months ago. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the same guy who sent, who sent state goons after um, peaceful people um, to who didn't close their business down. Yeah. Um, so I would probably go to his house, um, but they would have been dragging me out by my shoulders because yeah, I would have given also, this yeah. bro – a piece of my mind. It also reminds me of when uh, De Blasio was stuffing his face full of fries, because uh, was it not Smashburger, but it's Steak and Shake? Uh, no, it wasn't Steak and Shake. It's the Shake Shack. Uh, shake Shack said that if you get the vaccine, you can get free fries and a voucher for a uh, a free burger. And he's like, "These fries are so good. Get your vaccine. Look at this burger." He tried to look so so relatable. Get this burger. Didn't he come out wearing like the Brooklyn Nets jerseys and hats yeah. because you can get the vaccine now? Yeah. At the uh, not it's not the Garden because the, the Nets don't play at the Garden. They play at they? the Barclays Center. Yeah, the Barclays Center. Um, I always like to say, in these circumstances, they would need the propaganda if they were winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did write an article about this vaccine. I did write an article about it on my Substack. You can go read it. We're always taught in business that, and, and in marketing especially, that the best products or the most desirable products that the, the people want advertise themselves. Chick Fil A only has to advertise seasonal items. You don't ever see them advertising the chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich or the chicken nuggets. If they do it's it's extremely rarely. They might be promoting a new sauce. Promoting a new sauce. You'll see them may promote a new salad or or a brand new sandwich, but 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 their core items they don't they don't advertise. They don't spend ad money. Why? Because they don't, they don't to. need to. They advertise themselves. By their very existence they're desirable and everyone knows about it. Tesla. When's the last time you saw a Tesla ad? Never. On TV, on the internet, on a YouTube video. When's the last time you saw that? Never. 
I have never seen a Tesla ad. In fact, Tesla spends exactly $0 on advertisement. Why? Because their products are so desirable. Because they have a product that people want. The only ads they do are the product releases. Because all Elon has to do is come out, say some weird things, dance a little bit, unveil the car, boom. Boom. Sales. The best products always advertise themselves. So, if this vaccine is so safe and effective and so wonderful, and I'm not, I'm not allowed to question it. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say it's bad. I'm not allowed to say anything bad about it. Um, but the fact they have to give away lottery tickets to people to take this thing. You know, if this, if this, if this plague or this Modelo virus or was, so, was so bad, um, I, 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 there's, a, there's a film that came out called like Contagia. And in that film, there was, a, there was a virus that was, I think it was like 20, um, it was the, the survivability rate was, was, was only like 75%. So it killed 25% of people that, that, that caught it. Um, and it was, it was, you know, like comedically, obviously it was Hollywood, comedically infectious, right? Staying next to someone for a second could, could, could transmit the thing. A single touch could kill you. A single touch could kill you. Um, but once they figured out, once they found the vaccine for that virus, for that vaccine, once they found the vaccine for the virus, um, people, people were lining up. Um, they had to deliver the thing by the military armed because they were afraid that people were going to steal it, steal it and they were going to loot the vaccine because it was so precious and people were, were lining up for miles to take it because the virus was that big of a threat. Well, we're told that this virus is, is, is this Hollywood, you know, a single touch could kill you. Kind of, kind of deal, and that if you don't wear a mask, you're a murderer, and all these sort of things. But there's this hesitancy to take to, to go and take this thing. I do find it funny that that, that the wonderful miracle vaccine has to be promoted um, by by everyone has to promote this thing. I can't get away from seeing. I drive to Atlanta. I see billboards. Get your vaccine. I drive to church. I see see people taking. It's like they, they go and do the right thing. Wear a mask and get your vaccine. Do the right thing, or like, or like, take one for the team. I see it in baseball stadiums when I watch the games. They advertise it every time I watch the New York Yankees. I see an ad from from the New York Health Department saying the vaccine is safe and effective. Go and take it. They're shouting from the rooftops. It's printed in Yankee Stadium. Get your vaccine. Take one for the team. You've got all these politicians. You have members of Hollywood. All of TikTok now is just complete cringe compilations of these people lining up in ball gowns to take this thing. But why do we? Why do we still have a, a a slowing vaccination rate? Maybe it's almost like people are saying, "Nah, I don't want this thing." For for whatever reason, and am I? And honestly, my opinion, all valid reasons. Completely all valid reasons. You say it was rushed. Cool. That's a completely justified thing. I kind of fall in that camp as well. Um, I'm also falling in the camp of um, I just can't seem to catch the dang thing. Um, I do everything you're not supposed to do. I I just, I just can't catch this thing. So, uh, I mean, um, I had a family member who had it. They were um, positive. They were infectious. I live in the same house as them. I couldn't catch it. I've had friends who've had it. I was with them. I didn't catch it. I've gone to Florida multiple times. I don't wear a mask anywhere I go. I, I don't know what I have to do. To, I don't know what else I have to do to go catch this thing. Um, but I'm not going to inject myself with anything else that I don't have to. And if, in fact, if I do catch this thing um, um, extremely healthy, I'm in that group of people who have had literally no issue with this thing. So, you know, I'll be sick for a couple of days, got the sniffles, the coughs. Um, but I think I'll be just fine from the, I, I am, I am not scared at all about this, but I do find it funny that the propaganda is what's needed to push this thing and they're not winning, right? If they were winning and people were actually lining up for this thing and they were begging, they're like, Oh, please just Dr. Fauci. Don't forget me. Uh, they wouldn't need to go out there and give out lottery tickets and, um, give out Sam Adams is giving out free beer and uh, Krispy Kreme is giving out free donuts and they're getting free crap for, for taking unhealthy food unhealth all, all, all things that are unhealthy for you um, they you, hey you can go get dinner with 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 <laughs> Bill Murphy everyone's favorite governor um, 
they look if they were winning and if the vaccine was really as um widely beloved as as the way that they're pushing it they wouldn't need to do this you know it's funny you mentioned that because i just saw this thing uh Back on Wednesday, I mentioned that Thomas Massey defiled uh, or, defi- or um, uh, defined, defined, not defined, but um, went against Nancy Pelosi's mask mandate for the floor of the House, even though everyone in Congress has been vaccinated. There's no reason for him to wear a mask. Well, he was fined $500 for that. And I just saw this picture for how Massey should pay Nancy Pelosi. And it's literally a wheelbarrow full of pennies. I, that is beautiful. Now, it's funny that it's funny I mentioned this because at the White House, uh, they all met without masks, without social distancing. They were hugging each other and everything. Um, but yet in the on the House floor, they're not allowed to do that, even though it's the same people. It's so stupid, uh, this whole thing. And I, as soon as I saw all of these elected representatives at the White House without masks on, without social distancing, like the pandemic's over, folks. It's over. We're done. We're not doing this anymore. Uh, vaccinated or not, uh, Thomas Massey has posted several articles about how if you have natural immunity, it's just as effective as the vaccine. So, uh, no, we're done with this. Uh, no more. Um, and if anybody finds you, uh, round up as many pennies as you can find and pay them in pennies. It is legal tender. They won't They won't want to accept it. But oh, he but, should do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I thought that was funny. He... He should walk in there with, like, a potato sack worth of pennies. Yeah, no, it's literally a wheelbarrow full of pennies. Bro, that, look, if Massey did that... I mean, he's already the greatest congressman. I, yeah, well, he's... When I, when, when I say that Besides I have Ron. contempt... When I say that I have contempt for all of them, of course I exclude, like, Massey. Massey's, like, an automatic exclusion. Yeah. I think that he's the only redeemable one, really, there left. Um, and Ram, Jim Jordan half the time. Rand Paul has his moments, but... Um, but Massey is basically like the only redeemable one there. Um, he also follows me on Twitter, so. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, there's also well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, he should. If I could figure out if he ever did a way that you could donate money to him, like, like, like that's something I would do. I guess I would shoot him money if he runs for re-election. I guess you can donate to his campaign. No, I'm saying donate to his fund for, for um, paying off his his a uh, mask fees. Oh. yeah. No, he should. He shouldn't pay it. No, no, pay it, pay it in pennies, bro. Oh, okay, yeah. Pay it in pennies. Just round up extra loose change and send no, it. No, what him. I'm saying is, what we should do is that he should, he should have all 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 of it in dollars. Then he should go to a go to several banks and just get it in pennies. Just say, yeah. hey, how I have X amount of dollars. How many pennies can I get? And just keep doing that until he has five hundred dollars or how much yeah. money in pennies. And he or, walks in there and, and with like potato sacks and wheelbarrows full of pennies. He's like, there you go, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, or he could just do a change drive. Just like send me your extra loose, yeah, send quarters, me your loose quarters, you know, dimes and nickels, paid or whatever. and change. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. You could do that. You could make sure, hey, um, just round it up. Like if it's five dollars, make sure it's, it's an even five dollars, and put an envelope and just send him that. Yeah, bro, that would be cool. That'd be awesome. I, I think pay pay like pay his in like monopoly his money. Fa- my favorite pictures the ones he's been posting recently is every time he, he gets a notice from Nancy Pelosi's office <laughs> he throws it in the trash he throws he takes he throws it in the trash and takes a picture of it like this is where this is belongs <laughs> cuz it's so stupid because he has everyone has been vaccinated and the CDC says you don't have to wear a mask and well, it's like one like he caught it back in back yeah. in so he, like so he has time na- last so he year. has natural immunity yeah so this is ridiculous so yeah, I, I I love him. I think that he's I think that he's great, um, and the photos that he always posts, like here's the one right here. Just just it's a picture of it in the trash, and he says, "Just follow Nancy Pelosi's letter warning me to follow her mask rule, and it's in the trash." Yes, <laughs> um, and e- everyone is just clapping, and uh, oh, I love it. it. It's so great. Um, we need. Look, if you had half a Congress that was as bold as he is, if 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 half of the Republicans were what Massey was, you wouldn't have these issues. Yeah. If twenty five percent of the Republican Party was what Massey was, you know, which is Massey is what the Republicans stand for. I mean, yeah. obviously he has he has he has he has many like many um um libertarian leanings, yeah, libertine, but. You know, he's what the he's like. Hey, the Constitution says this. We're just gonna. That's what we should do. Yeah. 
um, whether it's you know whether it's you know um, certain aspects aspects of, of taxation or if it's um, authorization of war or the lockdowns, he's like, we have no authorization to do this. Yeah, we shouldn't be doing this. And he's also the biggest nerd there too, and he's cool. So he is cool. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, folks, that has been the episode of Standing Brothers Show, episode number eighty three. Um, if you enjoyed what you're listening to, please consider um, following the show on Spotify, leaving us a review on Apple. We'd really appreciate that. Um, we'd also like you appreciate if you would follow us on Twitter. I'm JStandard underscore Joe Stanberg as well. Links to my Substack, Patreon, and Teespring are all down below as well. Send this show an email, show at gmail.com. If you have not checked out, check out The Joe Show. I did it. I convinced yeah, you. you. It's it. called The Joe Show featuring Joe or starring Joe. <laughs> um, so go and check out Joe's solo podcast. Um, it's something that he's doing that's creative. So if you would just show him some love and go listen to that one, I, uh, it would it would mean a lot to me yeah. for, for you guys doing that. I know how hard that you prepare for that one. You prepare for that one just as hard as you do for this one. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I, I, I want to – I want to encourage. Just yes. go do that. And the same for uh, my brother over here. Uh, please go read the Substack. He is. He, it's. It is. It, it's. You. You folks don't realize what goes on behind the scenes here. How many hours Jacob spends writing those uh, Substack articles, which he painstakingly has to put himself through watching Rachel Maddow for you folks. Uh, yeah, I had to watch a twelve-minute video yeah. between the CDC director and Rachel Maddow. And so I was just. I was, I was clawing my eyes out. It's so like, just, like, like, yeah. like a Tom and Jerry episode when he's like pulling yeah. his eyelids to stay so, awake. So just for that fact alone, please go check that out because he's been putting out some great, great stuff there. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Folks, uh, we will see you guys on Monday with a brand new episode. Go have a great weekend. Go do something awesome. Um, yeah, just go do something awesome. But we'll see you guys on Monday. We've got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.